All right. Russ just said we wanted to fill you with confidence. That's true, but really, more than that, we want to fill you with the Holy Spirit. And so, he's the confidence giver. Um, I believe tonight that you are all here for a very specific purpose. That it wasn't an accident that you said, I think I'll go to Blazing Fire tonight. Um, about a week ago, God was, God's been stirring, stirring, stirring in me to um, remember the depth of what he's called us to at Blazing Fire, which also, of course, has a lot to do with you just as uh, personally in your life, what he has called you to. And um, so I'm, do I need to shift this around, Matt? We good? Um, I'm going to start with, let me, here we go. I actually had a prophecy for the kids from Doug Addison that I forgot about. But I want to start tonight. Um, oh, I know what I want to start with tonight. I want to ask you all to pray a prayer, okay? Here's the prayer. Holy Spirit, have your way in my heart tonight. Do what you want to do. In Jesus' name. All right, that just made the evening significantly better. Um, Proverbs 29:18 says, "Where there is no vision, the people perish." That's of the King James version. So in other words, if we can't see, uh, we, start, we start having problems. Um, now, Matt, if I just want to click it, is that down below or where? That click it's that way too. Oops. Can't do it. There we go. Um, here's the next verse uh, where there's no vision. Sorry, this is the same verse in the Amplified. Where there is no vision or no redemptive revelation of God, then the people perish. No redemptive revelation of God. That means you, if you can't see in your situation what's going on, why, how is God working in this, then you get really downcast. Okay, You kind of lose your purpose. Here's another version. Where there is no vision, the people cast off restraint. You know what this means? This means when you can't see what God's doing in your life and what your purpose is, you will do anything and everything. You'll start engaging with the world, trying to fill those empty places, and you'll start doing crazy things that destroy yourself and destroy people around you. How come? Because you forgot who you were, and you forgot the vision for why you're alive. Here's one more, here's one more verse. Uh, same, same verse, one more version in the God's Word version. Without prophetic vision, people run wild. Without prophetic, prophetic vision, that means, that means really seeing what God sees for you. It's why it's so important for us to keep asking the question, God, what, what do you see in me? What do you have for my life? Show me, show me what I'm alive to do. Show me why I'm here. Okay, let me, uh, let's see, let me go to the next one. Um, so a week ago, Suzanne and I were 
praying together, uh, and we had a really powerful time. Like, I was just weeping and weeping and weeping. And the Lord was showing me, it's almost like a panorama thing. He was, he was showing me past, present, not so much future, although I, I get some pictures of that too. But he was showing me how, how he was working everything in, what he was doing in my life, and, and, and causing me to remember his faithfulness. So often when we get discouraged and we're down, it's because we've totally forgotten what he's done in the past. We forget how faithful he was this time and this time and this time. Because he's not going to change, right? He's your father who, who loves you, but he also loves taking care of you. And he also promised you he's going to get you to where he said he's going to get you. How do you remember that? Well, in those places when you start feeling really down, a lot of times you do have to go back. Mostly in your life, he doesn't want you to look back, right? Because Jesus took care of your stuff in the past, right? That you don't want to look back at. But there are times where you have to look back and see his faithfulness in your life. So um, 11 and a half years ago, uh, I started Blazing Fire Church. Suzanne and I started Blazing Fire Church. And there's actually a few people, I don't know if you're still in the room, there's a few people I saw earlier um, who were there 11 and a half years ago when I shared um, the vision of what we were going after. And the Lord brought me back to that. He said, I want you to look at this again. Um, We started in November of, uh, let's see, I believe it's 2000. 2000, I believe that's right. Um, November of 2000, if I'm remembering correctly. But but, uh, when we started this, there was just a handful of people that came together and they wanted to know what my heart was because what had happened previously, a lot of you know this part of my story, but if you don't, it's in my book, by the way, in much more detail. But... What happened is, is that, is that I um, got really discouraged because I had planted another church that was kind of going well for a while and then went really not so well for a while. And, and a lot of uh, my own ambitions, um, dreams, they kind of got crushed. And actually some of that crushing was really necessary because a lot of the things that I had pinned my hopes on or was trying to make myself feel good about had nothing to do with the Lord had to do with me trying to do something really well so that I felt good. And God said, no, that's not going to work, son. So I had all kinds of lessons I had to learn. But when that kind of crashed and burned, um, that's really where I got the deep-rootedness of, of the Father's pleasure inside of me that, that nobody to this day can take away from me. So I want to say this. If you're going through a crushing time, I, I promise you, not only is the Lord going to bring you through it, but you're going to be a different person on the other side of it. And there's going to be things he's going to show you about himself that you couldn't have gotten any other way. And that's going to be so deep inside of you, nobody can take it from you. And that's what he's after. He's after a bride of people who know who they are and who know who their God is. And sometimes, unfortunately for us, sometimes those revelations that we really need to in order to live our lives with that kind of confidence we get through the crushing times. And that's what happened. So coming out of that time, a couple months later, after just kind of sitting and uh, listening to God's faithfulness and and remembering that I'm still his son and he still loves me, that's when we started Blazing Fire Church. And that night, 11 and a half years ago, I read this, and I'm going to read part of it to you. Um, Tonight, we are sounding a trumpet. 
You must listen to the Lord and ask if you are to come and build with us. Suzanne and I are simple people, really. We just want God's presence. We cannot live without it. Before I even go on, I could stop right there, and that would be pretty much the, the gist of why Blazing Fire is, is alive today. I, I know you know this, but this isn't, this isn't an, a normal church, you know? Um, you wouldn't be here. I, almost every person in this room, you wouldn't be here if you were just looking to check off your list. Oh, I went to church this week. Did that. God must like me better, you know? You wouldn't be in a church where you're here for three hours and, and soaking in God's presence and wanting encounters. Um, let me just tell you this, though. Um, if you have to look back very far to remember the last time that you really had um, an encounter with God, then you need another one. I want to say if you have to go back a week, I'm not, there's no judgment here. I'm just saying that's too far. That's not his plan. His plan, he wants you to encounter him often, all the time, really. Uh, and, uh, I, I mean, all the time sounds like quite a deal, doesn't it? I mean, I would like to encounter God all the time where I'm like way loaded with his presence. You know what I'm saying? Um, believe me. Uh, but honestly, um, so often we, we are just going, going, going in life and um, and we're calling out to God or we're wanting him, but honestly, we're wanting him, but we still go right on with the pace of our day. And um, it's really, you know how simple it is to, to encounter God really, really? It, it's like this, okay? It's, it's everything you're doing. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, God, God. I, I want you. It's it's changing where uh, your focus is uh, from all the circumstances, all the things you got to do to finally listening to your heart and where, where the Lord lives anyway, right? He lives inside of you. So it's not like you're reaching, oh God, oh God, oh God, where are you? It's like, oh, oh God, Whew, I've been I've been way too busy. I Oh God, I need you. I need you. I want you. That's what it takes. It's that it's it's really the inward journey of the heart. It's not this finding God out there somewhere. And uh, so, like just today, I was I was um, well, I was reading this. I was just reading it over, and and I found myself, you know, at various times just stopping and weeping and weeping. And if I felt like doing that tonight, I certainly would again. I don't have any problems crying in front of you, actually. But the point is, I was enjoying His presence. I was just enjoying Him. And and too often we forget that that's really that's really um, what we're wired for. I know we're going to experience them in different ways. So I'm not saying your experience has to be mine. That's sometimes where we get in trouble too. Well, how come I don't experience God like Pastor Brent or like whoever? That's missing the point. The point is 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 you are his precious son, his precious daughter. He loves you to pieces. He uh, what what was the song we sang? He's ravished over says sinful man which is true you know Christ came to make us perfect in the father's eyes but he's ravished over us ravished that's not like oh I kind of like them oh oh I think they're okay Um, he's ravished over us just when I was worshiping tonight I was asking God I, I ask him more questions by the way 
I was just asking him, I thought, I, I said, I was reminded of Psalm 139 and how his thoughts towards me are more numerous than the grains of sand. And I thought, I'm like, God, what is that even? I couldn't, I couldn't have thoughts like that all the time pouring out for my amazing wife, Suzanne, as much as I love her. It's not like the grains of sand on the sea. You know what I'm saying? Like his thoughts are constant streaming. What is that, Lord? And when I've asked him before, you know, God, what do you think of me? I'll get, I'll sometimes get paragraphs, but I won't get, I won't get sand shores full. Like, what is that? That he's just, wow, wow, wow. You know, what would God's thoughts never stopping be like for you? I mean, that's just a fun thing to think about, isn't it? I I think about those things. It kind of makes me happy. So... Back to what we shared 11 and a half years ago. Let me just give you a context for this. I'm, I'm wanting to stir you up for sure. I'm wanting to stir you up individually. Like, remember your dreams. Remember God's faithfulness. Don't forget who you are. I'm also trying to stir you up for what we as a family are gathered to do. I know not everybody in this place probably tonight considers this your family. Probably most of you do. So if you do consider this your family, I'm really trying to stir that up too and say, I want to remind you what we signed up for, okay? We are living in the biggest move of God's spirit in all of history. It's a move of grace. It's all about loving Jesus. It's just beginning, and it's huge. God is doing unprecedented things across the earth. Friends, you were born for such a time as this. This move of God is already here in Northern California in part, and it's coming in much greater measure. Remember, this was 11 and a half years ago. Let me tell you, much greater measure than it was 11 and a half years ago, like crazy much more. Let me keep going. It has been prophesied that a new Jesus movement is being birthed in Reading. It's also been prophesied that there is a 500-mile radius around Reading that will experience this mighty outpouring as a hot spot in California. We are being invited by God to be part of it. And let me tell you, we, we jumped in with, you know, both feet or whatever that term is. We jumped in. We, we're over our heads, if you will. We went all in. And um, I'm so glad. I can talk about Papa Bill Johnson in a little bit. Our intent is to go after God at whatever the cost and to shepherd those who want to go there with us. Suzanne and I have been called together by God to pastor a people into the very presence of the living God. The Lord has called us to lead a group of people who are hungry and thirsty for him, who are so yielded to him that he can move freely in their midst to do whatever he desires to do through them. We are not to do church in the way that it's being done. In fact, we are not to do church at all. We must learn together. By the way, this was written like three years before that prophetic word I shared earlier from Chris that said, you guys aren't going to be like a normal church. Um, We must learn together how to wait upon the Lord, how to hear God's voice and discern the flow of God's spirit together as the body of Christ. In John 3, 8, the Holy Spirit is described as the wind that blows where it pleases. We cannot control the wind, and we must not try to control the Holy Spirit. God has called us to something totally different, something of his making. We must enter into it with a determination and perseverance to wait upon him and give him total and complete permission to have his way. 
to let the Holy Spirit blow wherever he chooses and not to stop him, grieve him, or shut him down. This is the fear of the Lord that we must have. Um, Let me just stop for a minute and say, um, it's been such a joy. It has been such a joy and a privilege to um, pastor and lead a group of people who want that. Um, People who really don't want that, you know, they're not going to stick around this place very long for sure. Um, But those who are hungry for the more, let me just tell you, when God invites you deeper and deeper in, it's not always going to look like what you think it's going to look like. And, and in, you know, I, I, I sometimes think God does it to, um, I'll, I'll say it this way, almost to insult our minds. Um, to, you know, to say, if you're going to think this thing out, if you're going to reason everything and you see something weird going on and, and instead of engaging with whatever the Lord's doing, you're, you know, you're just going to analyze everything, then you're, you're going to miss that, that uh, particular wind of the spirit. Not to say he won't try to touch you at another time, but, but God, I believe really wants to know how much do you want me? Um, And there's no question that throughout history, for those who have really wanted God and where God's spirit has really moved, it's been quite odd in a lot of different ways. Um, So I've said this often, our goal here, we're not trying to be different. We're not trying to be that weird church. I, I, I don't want that necessarily, but I'm totally okay with that, though, if that means it's because the Holy Spirit is showing up. And what I, what I always tell people is look for the fruit of the Spirit. Look for the peace, the joy, the patience, the kindness, the goodness. If it's not Jesus, those things are not going to increase. Uh, when it is Jesus, when it is the real deal, when it's Holy Spirit, um, yeah, there's a lot of wild things going on, but, but what you will see is people whose hearts are falling more and more in love with the Lord. They're getting more and more revelation of Papa's pleasure. Sometimes when you see somebody rolling on the floor, dying, laughing. What you may not know is some of those very people came in here totally depressed, sometimes suicidal, and the Spirit of God landed on them, and they, they may be just busting up laughing for 15 minutes, not having a clue in the world how they started laughing or why, and yet they come off the floor totally released, that Spirit gone. That's God. Now we, you know, with, with an analytical mind looking at that, you're going, that's really odd. That doesn't make any sense. I, I often tell people, go ask them. Go, you know, if you want to know what God's doing, ask them later. What, what was going on? This is the kind of place where you could do that. Okay, let me just keep going on here. By living, the way, by living this way, we will not always have all the answers or have a detailed five-year plan, but we will walk in obedience each time we discover the next step that God has directed us to take. Time is much too short to be wasting it doing things that the Lord has not called us to do. We are living in a critical time in history. We must have oil in our lamps continuously and live in a state of readiness. Oil in your lamps is about intimacy with the Lord. Nobody can give you that. That's one of the main points of that parable. Is you can't, you cannot grab someone else's intimacy. You can't, you can't go to somebody who who has this depth of, of intimacy of closeness with God and say, lay a hand on me and let me have that. 
We can lay hands on you and say, um, you know, speak to your spirit to be alive to him. But you actually have to have the desire to want to be with him and put that into action over and over again and watch him change you over time. It is possible. There's no question you could have a dramatic encounter with the Lord. I've had some very dramatic encounters with God. And I come out of those. I remember at the time sometimes coming out of some of those encounters thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm going to. I can never, you know, do anything wrong again. I'll never sin again. I'm so in love with the Lord. You know, whatever it is, thinking everything has changed. When really what really happened was I, I went from here to here in, in the process of getting closer and closer to him. It seemed ginormous at the moment. But really it was just another step, another step, another step. He's always drawing you in. He's always drawing you closer and saying, come on, come on. Do you want me? Because I got something else for you. I have something else for you. It's the way any relationship works. I, um, I am so much more in love with Suzanne 25 years after I married her. So much more in love. So much more deeply committed to her. I am, I am um, fascinated with her as a person. I could not have said that you know, earlier in my life. I, I loved her. I could see all kinds of amazing things. But to be fascinated with her intrigued like whoa how she just amazing person but i can't tell you the point at which that happened it's a thousand points it's a million points but it was about choosing to continue to be with her and spend time and um, live life together and that's what the lord wants to do with you he wants you to live life with him tell me just getting to know him a little bit more every day It, it will change over time So we must have oil in our lamps continuously. We must live in a state of readiness. We simply must have a deep abiding relationship with the Lord and then convey the reality of his love to others. We must forget about complacency and being normal. You guys okay with that? I don't, I don't read complacency and and normal in the Bible. I just don't. Um, We must learn how to rest in the Lord. Rest in the Lord means believing that he's all that and a bag of chips, you know? Believing that he is good, he's for you, he loves you, and that's just the way it is. If you can believe that in the midst of whatever you're going through, you're actually in rest. You're actually resting in the midst of whatever's going on. So we have to learn how to rest in the Lord and know that he works on behalf of weak and helpless people who acknowledge their need and total dependence on him. God has said to us, I shall make an everlasting covenant with them, never to cease in my efforts for their welfare. My joy will lie in them and in doing them good. That's Jeremiah 32, 40 and 41. So back to Suzanne and I saying to this group 11 and a half years ago, our goal for the new flock is to lead people to the place where they are so filled with the Lord, so filled with the Holy Spirit, so filled with the resurrection power of Jesus, so filled with the love of the Father that it gushes out of them and they are overflowing with the presence of God to the world around them. The Holy Spirit's evangelism strategy is not about programs. His strategy can be found in John 7, 37 and 38. Those who are thirsty are invited to come to Jesus. By believing in him, we will be so filled up 
that streams of living water will flow from our inmost being. And with intimacy comes power. Signs and wonders will follow those who believe. We are not to hide it. God's going to use us to bring life and hope and refreshing to those who are dry and desperate for the living God. Our church is to be a watering hole and a river, a place where people can come to drink of the goodness of the Lord and discover the joy of intimacy with their Heavenly Father through a relationship with Jesus. Nothing is more important than enjoying the Father and resting in His blessing and favor. He must be our sole pursuit because His promise is that we will find Him when we seek Him with all of our hearts. It's Jeremiah 29.13. He also promises that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. That's Hebrews 11.6. And what is that reward? An intimate relationship with our loving Father that we've always longed for. All right, we're almost in here. So I believe that we are to be a guinea pig in our region. An experiment. What would happen if a group of people who are passionate for the Lord and who in humility are desperate for a move of His Spirit, what if we gave Him permission to do whatever He wanted to? What would happen? We've decided to find out. Suzanne and I have moved all of our chips to the middle of the table. We are betting on God. There is no plan B. We have to go for it. There is absolutely nothing else to go for. The kingdom of heaven is within. We have to tap into the unseen. While at a pastor's conference at Bethel Church in Reading, this was 12 years ago, I saw that I am part of an end-time army flanked on either side by a network of leaders who want the same thing, moving as one, contending for revival. We do not have to wander by ourselves because God has given us each other. This is true unity rooted in a deep passion for Jesus. The apostolic order is coming. The foundation of the apostle and prophet must take place for the church to come into the fullness of what the Lord has planned. When Alexander the Great came up against the Himalayas, it was not on the map yet. He told his army, that's where I'm going. And the soldiers said, it's not even on the map. Alexander replied, nevertheless, that's where I'm going. Will you follow your leader off the map? Any takers? (laughs) Sometimes it's good to go back and remember what we signed up for. When you said yes to Jesus, you gave up your worldly pursuits. You gave up, you gave up the every, well, you gave up every crummy thing you ever did and had, and you got life and you got him. You got the real thing. But sometimes you have to remember, okay, what am I, Jesus, what did I give all that up for? Oh, yeah, so that I could experience you and your love and your joy and your peace, which is what I really, really need. And so that I could be an ambassador representing you, letting people know 
that there's a God who actually loves his kids. That's what you're alive to do, but you're alive to do it in the way that only you can do it. And we're, we're doing this together. Let me, let me just tell you, um, I know that I know that I know in my spirit that um, this thing is about to pop in a way it never has as far as what God is doing on the kingdom. Remember, of the increase of his government, there is no end. His kingdom is coming and coming and coming. There's anything the enemy can do or try to do that's going to stop that. In fact, it, sh- it would just be a major bummer to be the enemy because everything he does, God flips it around and flips it around and flips it around. Who is serving who? The kingdom is coming and coming and coming. We are seeing more and more things breaking out in the kingdom. I, I am watching people fall deeper in love with the Lord than I've ever seen. This is... I, I just showed you these kids in front of us who are drawing pictures, you know, of, about vortexes of wisdom around me. You know, that's, I don't know about you. That's not the Sunday school I went to. Uh, but I'm telling you, it's not just a select few. It's happening all over. Let's just look at the school of ministries for a minute. Do you know that there are thousands and thousands of them everywhere? It's not just Bethel Reading. It's not, you know, us and a handful of others. There's... There's dozens and dozens of them in the Bay Area alone. Each one of them has slightly different goals and and focuses. But what's happening? Think about it. God's raising up this army. There's there's more and more people that are are, um, completely sold out. Uh, Greater and greater percentages of Christians who are no longer just doing the church thing. They actually know their God and they're doing great exploits. That's the time we're living in. I just have no idea where I am with this. Hey, okay. All right, let me tell you why I put this up here. This is a picture of the book that I wrote that came out a couple weeks ago. I know many of you in here already bought it and reading it and giving me feedback, which I believe me, I appreciate it. I love the encouragement. I really do. I'm putting this up here. Uh, because this, um, this is an example. I, I, what I want to say is that this victory, which has been a total victory for me, this is, this is basically my life story about the father's passion for his kids, of helping people get off the performance track that's killing them. And instead, you know, receiving the love for what it is, receiving the approval, the affection just because you're his, and then doing something with that love. Um, I got, I, I got a, um, Gosh, I got a couple amazing uh, emails back. One from a mom who's 10-year-old, got a hold of the book, and said, oh, this book is treasurous, and, and uh, the, the words make me feel so comfortable. Can I read this, Mommy? I, I, I just, um, I feel God in it. I was a 10-year-old. Um, I have, and then I have uh, a woman who's probably more of a grandmother age in Idaho who wrote and said this, uh, I've never read a book like this about the Father's love. This is transforming me and my husband. This is going all over the world. It's that good. Um, I'm getting stories like that in three weeks. Um, there are already baby steps being taken right now towards translating this in Chinese and in Spanish. It, it's going to happen. It's absolutely going to happen. 
Now, I'm not telling you, believe me, I'm, right now I'm not making the point, hey, look at my book. That's not what I'm doing. I'm saying this is your victory too. Because this breakthrough, um, I, I really believe this is something, I know it's something that's piercing the darkness with the light. Um, but, but my breakthrough becomes your breakthrough. That's the whole thing about coming under authority. When we came under authority of Bill Johnson, his, his, we were under his authority and his breakthroughs were instantly ours. And so I'm telling you, there's nothing holding you back. There's something that was broken through in the spirit that you get to go after your dreams. It may be books, it may be poetry, it may be paintings, it may, I don't know what, it, ideas, inventions. But, but this, believe it or not, is giving you permission to go for it in the spirit. To saying there's nothing holding you back. Um, Roland, you don't want to say anything still? Okay, come on up here. This is Roland who, Hortensius. Um, oh, right here. Let me just introduce you real quick. So, so Roland um, has been just faithfully coming to our, our prophetic, uh, our, our excuse me, our intercession before the church. You are all welcome to come. It's from five fifteen, five fifteen to six o'clock, and we pray right there in the back of the church. And lots, of, we're just getting lots of stuff. It, ever since we started this, let me tell you, it's actually had a really big impact about what happens here on Saturday nights. So, Roland, the last week, said something about this that I was hoping he could share. So, go ahead. Just the... uh, let me start a little bit back. Um, we ask the Lord every time, Lord, what you want? And um, I think three weeks ago, the Lord really started to speak about unity. And uh, we saw in the group that we really, some of us had problems with it when we come, really right away to come in, because some of the enemy took us away uh, something what happened at home or whatever, and there was separation. And we thought, what is this? So we, we as a group, we pray uh, for that unity, and we broke loneliness off and, and now separation. We took the wedges out in between us, and the Lord started to say that there was a key, but we don't know what it was. And um, last week, um, the Lord really started to reveal the key is the book. The book is the key. And so this, this key that go, um, because it, it represents unity, uh, it opened uh, in people's life, uh, yeah, they open them up for, for really for what is missing. And it, it, this book come in a realm um, what the enemy for a long time have. And so this realm, now we, this book come in, and the enemy don't like it. And so he fight back. And so who we attack, he attack us, and he attack the leadership. And so that is what the Lord is revealing. And so um, we thought it was good as, as prayer group, okay, to pray over uh, Brent and uh, to pray for the book as well. So we did, and then the Lord started to reveal a little bit more. From, it is actually not something only in our group, but it is something that we all together need to embrace uh, because we are, we are one. Um, it's good that people live together, you know, this um, Psalm 33, 133. That is unity. The, 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 church, the first church in uh, Acts, they got everything together. There was, and then the Holy Spirit came, and man, 
revival come. And, but that is the heart what, what Brent have, you know, revival. And I think that's the heart of each of us. We want to see the kingdom come, and the kingdom is coming. And it wants to go through us. So God is preparing us already for, I don't know how long you've been in this church, but if you be five, six years here, this book is already in your heart. Yeah, so we have it. We have it. And now it is lensed out in, in this new realm. And I believe, as you, if it may be a little bit prophetic, <laughs> uh, this book, it go out and it go to touch people's life. Yeah. And it go to change people. And it shall be that people said, hey, we want a team. Can you please talk about this? Uh, there's also people that come from all over the world that said, I want this. I want this. So we have the time to minister and, and to them. God is doing really something powerful here. And uh, this is all the beginning. Now, a um, couple of years ago, the Lord showed me for a ministry uh, once. And I said it as well to uh, Brent. Um, Brent is like, like a spear head. And uh, he stick that thing in. But uh, every spear head needs to have an... Uh, a piece of wood into it so that it gives direction well he's the spearhead but we are the stick and it has to do with our prayers uh, to cover them and, and yeah we are one we are one and that then is the holy spirit really fall down and, and use us in a mighty way so um, to embrace this i think is a really powerful thing to stand in our prayers behind them and um as over the leadership, also for each other, because the Lord wants oneness and, and really um, yeah, bring us together for this reason, to bring the kingdom forward. And everything what the, what the enemy opposes, we need to fight it. And uh, God has given authority to stamp on him, and we need to do that. <laughs> yeah, is that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. So this is this is what I want to uh, I want to ask is that I, I do know I'm a, I'm alive to share this. It's you know it's taken me 49 plus years now to figure out all of at least to this point in my life what am I alive to do? Um, I'm alive for this purpose to to be a blessing to the world to share the Father's blessing to to let the nations know, the flags all around you, to let the nations know that there is a God who is for them and they, and they are accepted through Christ. Um, it's what I'm alive to do, but I, I know this, that um, I also know this book is going to change a lot of things. It's going to change our school ministry. It's going to change, it's going to change things even in this church. A couple of weeks ago, I was back there worshiping with uh, my gold flags, and I told you about it before, about how I was praying for you, but also... God showed me suddenly. He's like, "Oh, this um, this place. Oh, it's going to be it's going to be packed out." And the next thing I was thinking was, "Oh, um, oh, we'll need we'll need uh, a Saturday afternoon service and then an evening." Notice I didn't say Sunday morning. Um, uh, so when we catch glimpses of that, God's showing us something, and um, and. I, I know that this this book is supposed to reach the world. That's why when within a week or two, when I, when suddenly 
um, you know, someone approached me about it coming in, going into Chinese and then in Spanish. I'm like, oh, this is God. I know that it is. Uh, actually, because he told me some of the things were going to happen. However, this is what I know is that, is that we have to birth things in the spirit. Um, we can get so caught up in, and believe me, I've gotten caught up in some of the have I done all the, you know, everything right that I need to do to get this book out there. And am I, am I doing my, you know, tweet each day? And am I doing this and this? You can get so caught up in that when really what we need to be doing is agreeing with the Father's heart and saying, Holy Spirit, you do this. You take this. I did my part. You do your part. So I'm asking if you would agree with me. And this is for me and for yourselves, if you can see this, because my breakthrough is actually your breakthrough, that I'm asking the Lord and asking you to agree that the Holy Spirit takes this to the four corners of the earth, takes this to all the nations. Both this and the YouTube that, that came out um, that I actually wanted to show you. So go ahead. If you, would, if you would just pray, I would really appreciate it if you would agree. I think it is good as well to uh, that we are surround uh, Brent together and lay hand on him. You know, um, yeah, not too long. <laughs> well, these guys didn't stop. <laughs> no, oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Father, thank you for unity. Thank you for unity. Father, that is your ID. Your ID. So, Father, we ask you, we are come. We are come. We are come. Thank you, Lord, for this book. We ask your blessing over, over Brent and over the leadership. Father, we are anointed amid your presence. Everything where the enemy tried to hold things back. Father, we break it off in the name of Jesus. Every uh, thing what the enemy has planned for negative, we break it off. Lord, we are come. And we are filled with your, with your presence, the whole leadership and unity. Unity over each one of us, Lord. Whatever the enemy has... Uh, put uh, shims in between. We take the shims out in the name of Jesus and we declare unity in the name of Jesus. So that this book that is lensed shall come and that it shall take in this place what the enemy have for a long time. But now, Father, you go to take this in so that your kingdom can become forward, Lord. That is your plan. Let your bride arise, Lord. Thank you, thank you. So we ask some blessing over, over this, uh, yeah, this ministry, Lord. A blessing over the book in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I, I just I pray that when people get a hold of this book, that joy comes into their lives. God, that... I just, I see, you know, Muslims getting this book and then joy hits them because they didn't know this about God. (laughs) Thank you, God, for putting this in hands that we would never, ever be able to put in ourselves. It's you, God. It's you. Thank you for favor, favor, favor. 
Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Hey, you know, it's funny. When I asked Roland to do this, um, I really didn't envision that that was going to happen. But of course it did, because I, I love you. I love this place. I love you guys. I, I just want to tell you, honestly, what I just felt there is not only the unity, but the support, the love that, you know, that cheering me on. I'm, I'm telling you, can I just be honest with you, Suzanne, and I feel that and then some back at you. We are so for you. We are so wanting all of your dreams, what you are alive to do to come true. It's what, it's why we started this. Yes, all about the Lord's presence. Absolutely all about his presence. But if it stops there, well, then we might as well all go to heaven because, man, it, nothing's going to top that. So what do we do with that presence? So whatever you are alive to do, we are absolutely 100% behind you. Okay, let me just soak you with this. Uh, this is, I'm going to show you, some of you, probably half of you or more have already seen this. I want to show you the YouTube video. This comes from the last chapter of the book. But can you do this for me? As you're watching this, yes, take it in. But please, would you be agreeing that this just gets sent out again? You know, it's on YouTube. It can go anywhere. It can go on smartphones in any country. Um, So, here we go. My amazing son. My precious daughter. You are my beloved child in whom I am so pleased. I am your father who adores you. I love you. I've always loved you. I don't love you because of what you can do for me. I love you because you are mine. Not for any other reason. You are mine. I love you with a passionate, strong, and immovable love, and I will never, ever change my mind. I not only love you, but I really, really like you. I like what I made. I like who you are. When I made you, you were my dream fulfilled. I delight in you. I celebrate you, I dance over you, and I sing my songs of pleasure over you. I'm very, very proud of you. I'm thrilled to call you mine. You're doing so good. You're doing so much better than you think you are. Keep going, my child. you to know that you measure up. You are enough. Even if others have told you otherwise, my voice of truth is the only voice that matters. 
And I think you are absolutely astounding. You're my success story. I'm not done yet. Just watch what I do with your life. My child, I bless you. Not reluctantly, but wholeheartedly. I give to you my Father's blessing. It's my heart's desire to bless you. So I bless you with my favor. And I bless you with my goodness. I bless you with my grace. My grace is doing for you what you couldn't do for me in a million years. I bless you with my peace and I bless you with my joy. I bless you with the full inheritance of my kingdom that's yours through my son Jesus. Everything that's mine is yours. I hold nothing back from you because you are mine. You are my chosen prince, my chosen princess with full access to my kingdom. My royalty is in your blood. I want you to know that I'm on your side no matter what. I'm totally for you, always. I want you with all of my heart, and I will have you as my very own forever. My beloved child, my heart is your home. Enter into the joy of my heart and my kingdom, not someday but right now. for that. Every single person on this earth was made for that. And when we don't have that, when we don't get the Father's blessing, when someone believes they don't have it, um, that's, that's going to cause a lot of problems. I, I will tell you that um, this is my, my take on it, but that um, Ishmael from, uh, from whence the Muslim religion, uh, you know, where they came from, Ishmael, that Ishmael was given a blessing, but, um, but 
Ishmael and his mother were rejected and sent away. And so the blessing that was theirs was never really received. And when somebody doesn't receive the blessing or feel that they have it, they're going to do one of two things. They're either going to lay down and die or they're going to fight to get it. Have you ever, have you ever seen how ugly um, families can get when someone dies? Um, when, they're, when they're grabbing for things and fighting each other for things? Where do you think that comes from? I'll tell you where it comes from. It comes from people who are so hurting because they did not receive the blessing they felt they should have had in life. And let me tell you, I'm not, I'm not talking about material things. I'm talking about the blessing of being loved and wanted and favored. If they didn't receive that, they're darn sure going to get something out of this. That's, where you're, that's that spirit you're seeing. This, this Father's blessing, this is, what, this is what's going to solve World dilemmas. It, it will. Because once we, once we finally receive what's ours, the inheritance, the love, the acceptance of a father who wants us with all of his hearts, then our, now our struggle's over. We don't have to fight for it anymore. We get to live from it. Deep stuff. Um, a week ago when Suzanne and I were, talk, were uh, praying with the Lord, this is a word that we got together, prepare for increase. So I just want to lay that one out there, prepare for increase, because that changes how you do things. When you operate in fear, you're going to keep backing up and you're going to keep walling off and protecting what little you have. And God says, no, you're missing the point. Prepare for increase. Take more steps. Go towards what he's called you to do. For us in this, in this church, we're, we're taking some major steps. For example, in, in the uh, home groups, we're, we're going to be building up some new leaders. You know what's happened? If I, were to, if I were to take a poll in here of how many people have been here for five years, not, not that many of you would raise your hands anymore. You know, many of you have been here a couple years or less. And, um, and, and some of you might be thinking, yeah, where, where did all those other people go? You know what? God's, God's on it. It's so okay. God is positioning people where they need to be. And what's happening here is that there's, there's a, a new group of people here who have said, hey, this is our home. We want to help you build your vision. Um, and you know what? God's showing, giving us eyes to see you. And, and uh, we're excited. Um, let me just say this. God showed me this a while back. Let me just give you an example. I don't know if any of you are basketball fans out there, college basketball fans, but... But um, you could pick several teams like this. But let me just give you the name of, of the Duke Blue Devils under, yeah. under Coach Krzyzewski. Now, that's not my favorite college team, but that's okay. I know. Did I just ruin it for you? I'm sorry. My parents both graduated from University of Michigan, okay? I can't, I can't help it. So, all right. Krzyzewski, the point I want to make is this. Every single year, Duke is at the top. They're in, they're in the top 20 all year. They're in the you know, final four or elite eight or whatever. They make it almost every year. Every single year, their seniors leave the team, which are most of their starters. Every, where are they the next year? Oh, they're right back at the top. How did that happen? Well, because they have a leader who's got incredible vision, who knows how to impart that to them, who knows how to speak greatness into them, who knows how to take them there, and there they are again and again and again. 
You all, by the way, can take that for your own businesses and everything because it's true. Don't we, in life, isn't that the way it is where we, where we think, gosh, when, when can I finally rest when everything we've put in place finally stays there for a while? Have you ever noticed that never really happens? Anyone yet? You know, how old are you? Have you noticed that yet? That's not the goal. The goal, because transition is always going to happen in whatever realm it is. And it's not about having the perfect team that never goes away. It's about continually building in, continuing to see the treasures, building up the next generation. We got a baton to hand off also, you know, to these young people. Doesn't mean we stop, but it just means we've got to keep thinking of the future and passing along what we have because transition's always happening. So I just want to tell you, we are absolutely preparing for increase in a lot of different ways. Um, our school, we're super excited about what's going to happen in our school of ministry this year. And in January, we're going to start in January, six-month school. And God told us this year, take it to the Internet, pastor the world. That's increase. And he's given us strategies as to how to do that. And we're really excited about that. There's a lot of other things I could tell you. But I just wanted to tell you that much. Just that we're going to prepare for increase. And we're also... um, Oh, there we go. And part of the preparing for increase is is um, learning to be a family more and more and more. And, and I've seen, I really have seen some real big changes in what's been going on in the environment. We've always been loving and that kind of stuff, but family goes deeper than that. Family is um, finding, you know, having people to love and being loved regardless of sometimes, you know, your worst days and people that hang in there with you. I realize that's not all true for your families, but it's what we all long for. It's what God's intent for families was all about, about being real with each other, about not cutting and cutting ties and every, you know, when you get offended and, and that kind of stuff. Um, so, so we're going to do lots more with family. I'm just kind of zipping along because I want to, I want to park this thing. Oh, you know what? This clock tells me it's only 7.15. I got a lot of time. Funny thing is, it was 7.15 about a half an hour ago, and I'm just, just realizing it. Um, I do actually know what time it is. Um, Doug Addison, who's going to be here most likely in December, um, he's awesome, a longtime friend, prophetic voice. Um, I'm going to go through these really quick because I want us to um, kind of spend some time with the Lord right now. Over the past few months, this is a time of completion. So some of you, I hope, will speak to you. Over, this is Doug talking. Over the past few months, I have been encouraging people with a prophetic word that we are in a strategic time to complete things that God has called us to do. From now through September 25th, which happens to fall on the Day of Atonement, we can finish things that we know God has called us to do. Please don't get legalistic about it. It's not like you... Uh, fail if you don't do something or time expires. This is just a time when it will be easy to complete things. If you don't have anything to complete, I would encourage you to spend the next couple of weeks reflecting on what God has done in your life and consider what he is calling you to do. You are about to get on track with your destiny like never before. Come on. Here was another part of that word, that same word, new heavenly heavenly connections and resources. October 2012 through January 2013 will be a time of new connections. God is lining up people and resources right now for new outside-the-box kingdom projects. 
There are amazing amounts of resources available to us as God is freeing up not only finances, but people, land, wisdom, and revelation that you will need. Isaiah 45.3, I will give you hidden treasures, riches stored in secret places, so that you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, who summons you by name. Can we just do this? Because I'm, I'm, I'm like big into agreement. Um, after that October through January about new connections, I just want you to say out loud the part where God is lining up people. Could you just say that out loud with me to say, God, we believe that that you are lining up people and resources right now for new outside-the-box kingdom projects. There are amazing amounts of resources available to us as God is freeing up not only finances, but people, land, wisdom, and revelation that we will need. All right. One more for some of you, I think will really resonate with this word for those who have suffered. I received this prophetic word specifically for people who have felt that God is calling them to something more, but have experienced a great deal of hardships and setbacks. The attack of the enemy has really been greater than you deserve. As a result of this, God is going to give you a greater amount of favor and advancement. It is because you did not deserve all the pain you had to walk through to get it. God is healing hope deferred and disappointment in people who have nearly given up hope. So I just want to speak into this too right now. And I'm declaring over you healing for your disappointments. And I'm declaring hope back into your hearts. The hope deferred that has made you sick. I am declaring the breakthroughs. I am declaring the new things, the new season that God has you in. I am declaring an end to the lie that it's never going to change, that it's going to be like this the rest of your life. I break off those debilitating lies in Jesus' name, and I speak the truth and the hope into you that all things are working for your good. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. That's for all kinds of circumstances, I know. So this is Bill Johnson. I just wanted to remind you that um, what we signed up for under Bill Johnson, that Bethel's mission is revival, the personal, regional, and global expansion of God's kingdom through his manifest presence. And I already told you before, when we aligned ourselves under him, I'm telling you that was the smartest thing I did apart from saying yes to Jesus. All right, here's one from Chris Valentin. Jesus taught us to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Chris is also from Bethel Church in Reading. Uh, Did Jesus teach us to pray a prayer that he didn't want us to believe? Is it possible that he actually wanted earth to be like heaven? Did you notice that in uh, in the only prayer Jesus taught us to pray, he didn't emphasize us going to heaven, but instead he taught us to pray that heaven would come to earth. Our ultimate destiny is heaven, but our divine mission is heaven on earth. What does it look like when the kingdom comes? We are about to find out. That was on Chris's website just a few days ago. There's a reason why we're under these guys. We keep getting fed stuff like this. Because you know what? Every person in this room, we all forget. We just do. We get back into a rut. We forget what we're alive for. You know, we're hearing it from our dads. We pass it on to you. You pass it on to others. That's just the kingdom. 
So I'm going to end with this. This is, um, you know, uh, Bethel has a lot of declarations that they do together. Todd, come on up. Um, they especially do declarations over the offering. And um, when they talk about increase and favor and blessing and that kind of stuff, which I totally agree with. Uh, when I went to their website the other day, this was actually, they actually have several other declarations as well. This is one over the nations. And um, I just thought it was particularly uh, a great way to end tonight. Um, actually, we're not ending, ending, because I still want to invite the Lord to do what he wants to do, but, but just to end what I'm about to say. Um, and again, with the nation's flags all around us, we, um, so often we get caught up in just surviving with our own lives, like we're trying to get through today. And while I understand there are days like that and God's going to be faithful and bring you through it, he doesn't want us to park it there because he's, he already promised you he would take care of you. What he says is, can you receive my heart as a son or a daughter who knows your inheritance to a point where you can be a partaker of it and a giver, a dispenser of my grace and my goodness and my power? And if we're, if we're only worried about ourselves, we can't do that. And God says, no, I, I need you to get past that one. He goes, I'm going to help you. I'm not, I'm not mad at you. I'm going to help you get past just looking at yourself. But my word to you is, I'm going to take care of you, and through you, I'm going to take care of the world. But he's waiting for people who actually believe that. So this is that kind of declaration. Um, would you stand where you are? I know for some of you, I'm waking you up right now. I'm sorry. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's all good. Um, this is actually three, three different pages worth, and uh, I, wanna, I want us to declare this together. Again, this is very much about speaking breakthrough, not just for ourselves, but for the nations. But let me tell you something. When God sees you have a heart for all of his kids everywhere, he says, oh, watch how I bless you, because you know what to do uh, with the authority I've given you. So here we go. Thank you, Lord that you are the hope of the nations and you will build your church around the world. We call to the nations in the north, the south, the east, and the west and we declare Jesus is Lord. No weapon formed against them will stand. We release angelic activity with power, signs, and wonders. We cast down injustices, evil mindsets, corruption, poverty, disease, and hopelessness. We speak grace, peace, breakthrough, and healing over the land. We call for justice and reconciliation. We ask that government leaders will have Holy Spirit-inspired supernatural encounters and dreams. Wisdom, discernment, knowledge to make righteous governmental decisions. We ask that church leaders and believers will have extreme hunger for God, new revelations, thoughts and ideas, righteous decisions, courage, wisdom, discernment and knowledge of how to lead your people. Unity among the young and old. Demonic assignments broken and lives mended. Divine protection and favor. Abundance and provision. New leaders being raised up to carry revival fire. Extreme hunger for God. 
New revelations, thoughts, and ideas. Hey, we said that one. Encourage and bless the nations and your people with peace and display your extravagant favor and love to them. We call for revival fire to come. You stay here. By all means, stay up here. This is... uh, Revival is about breathing life into, into the church. Revive means to live again. And, and uh, as you know, a lot of the church has been dead. And God says, oh, I need to breathe life into my church. Not because that's the end, but because when the church gets the life, we, we bring it to the nations. Okay, so we're, that's what we're saying yes to. We're saying yes to life, yes to the, you know, the heart-to-heart resuscitation, whatever we need, God, to remember who we are. Now, this is, this is what I want to ask. I, I, um, I, I want for some of you in this room, I, I mentioned earlier about if you had an experience with the Lord a week or two ago, that's, that's too long. I'm, I want to invite you. If you are just saying, God, I want, I want a touch tonight. I want, I want the fire intensified, that kind of thing. I want you to encourage you to come up here because we're going to pray for you tonight. So, um, and Todd's going to continue worshiping, but I want you to come up to, if you're hungry for the more, if you're wanting God, I need that touch tonight. Maybe some of you have never experienced the Holy Spirit's power. You've never experienced Holy Spirit touching you in a deep way. Come up, come up, come up. Just come on up right now. Don't worry about what anybody else is saying or thinking or doing. Just come, 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 come. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. I want to pray a general prayer over all of you. And then actually what I want to ask is some of our leaders or prayer teams, we're going to go around and just begin to pray for people. I would ask that our that, that we get teams so that we have catchers, okay? Um There's a reason, every person who's up here, there's a reason why you took steps this way. God knows what they are. So I'm saying right now, Lord, and, and would you just, you know, be in a place of receiving. This is, this is something God's going to do for you. So Father, I am asking for a fresh touch of your spirit over every single one who's up here. Whoa, Holy Spirit, would you come and bring the fire, that fire of revival? Would you breathe life back into our hearts? God, wherever our hearts have been dead and calloused, we are inviting you, make them soft again. We need you, God. We need you. We need a touch from you. We need a fresh touch from you tonight. We do, God. We can't just go day to day doing stuff. We need revelation we need real encounters with a real god and father i am declaring that over every single person new revelations of your love new revelations of your grace new revelation of your huge heart and your ability to meet them everywhere they are in every situation god thank you for restoring the hope I'm just declaring again the hope restored, 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 
hope restored. Nothing, nothing is too difficult for your Papa who works all things in your favor. Hope restored. And I declare over you, you are not stuck. You are not stuck in the same old rut. God has got new things for you, new revelations for you, new dreams for you. Oh! I'm declaring that impartation from heaven. There are angels here who are releasing. They're releasing things to you. Whoa, ideas. They're releasing favor. They're releasing gifts that you need for what God has you to do right now. Whoa, I speak that release. In the name of Jesus, release. And I declare over every single one of you, You have God's permission to be great. You have His permission to go after your dreams. Whoa. Now, Holy Spirit, come and fall. Oh. 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 Jesus. Whoa, Holy Spirit. More, more, more. Encounters, Lord. Encounters. Make yourself so real, Papa. Jesus, make yourself more real than we've ever known before. Holy Spirit, let us know you as an intimate friend. Whoa, 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 whoa. I want to ask some of our leaders to start moving around and praying. But you keep going where you are with the Lord. It's not a person. It's not who prays for you. It's the Lord. We're just agreeing with His heart for you. Whoa. 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 Lord, a fresh touch tonight for every single one of your sons and daughters. A fresh touch tonight, Lord. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. We love you, Lord. We need you. We love you so much. We love you so much. Whoa, 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 whoa. He is touching every single one of you. There is not a single one of you who is being passed over. Each one of you in this room, you are his favorite. He has got gifts for you today. He has got treasures. There are kisses from heaven for you today. Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wow. More, 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 Lord. Everything you need, everything you need. 